Musicians don't retire. They stop when there's no more music in them. Well, I still have music in me. Absolutely positive about that. salad. Southern Man, Western Town, and I'm your host, Jeff Lawrence, goofing around a little bit there. Today on the show, Tom Bennett, he uh, kind of goes by Tom Bennett, the one-man band. It's not the one-man band like in, in the old days where you got a guy smashing a bass drum and hitting cymbals with his knees and that kind of one-man band. <laughs> That's a whole different one-man band, but uh, definitely very good, very good voice, very good songwriter, and he's also got a full-on band, too, with a which I didn't know he has a guy named uh, Jake Ryan Shepard plays in his band, who I kind of know. We never were friends. He was, When I met him, he was like 17, 18 or something like that. And I'm like, I think I was in my, I was probably 40 years old or more at the time. So, yeah, we definitely didn't hang, but we did play together once. Um, didn't go over that great. <laughs> no, I won't get into that story. But anyway, he's a, he's a great guitarist, and Tom's a great singer, and if you get a chance to check the band out, full band, uh, on the 24th down at the uh, Colorado City Music Festival, it'd be great, it's down in the desert, good t- good weather down, you know, it'll be a little hot, but not not August desert hot, it'll be a little hot, but uh, good weather down in that area, um, kind of Zion Park area, for those of those of you kind of not know where Colorado City is, it's Colorado City is kind of in Arizona. I believe it is in Arizona, but you know a lot of people don't know that. They think it's in Colorado, and it's just basically on the border of Utah and Arizona. So Colorado City Music Festival. Uh, if you get a chance, go down. It's April twenty fourth, a couple of Saturdays from now. Um, you won't be sorry. Great, always great entertainment at that, and there's always great um, 
great weather in April usually. Doesn't rain a lot down there. Definitely don't snow much. I'll say much. Um, yeah, the podcast is a little late today. I was in Texas all week last week in Beaumont, Texas, and I didn't get a chance to throw an interview together like I usually, you know, I'm usually, I'm usually got a couple in the can. <clears throat> I didn't have any. I was going to try to interview somebody in Texas. It didn't work out. Um, full, you know, the, like, everybody talked about Texas and, you know, not having the mask and all that anymore and, you know, just back to normal. And I didn't find that. I was in, you know, I was in Beaumont, Texas, like I said. It was kind of down near Lake Charles, Louisiana, kind of down in the southern east, southeast corner of Texas. And I had to wear a mask everywhere I went. There was one Cajun restaurant I went to. It was really good called Floyd's right there in Beaumont. And they nobody had a mask on there. But when I was in the hotel and everything else, I had to do it. Um, no big deal to me. I'm vaccinated, but I'm proud. You know, I'll wear the mask. I don't care. Um, anyway, I appreciate everybody, uh, listening to the show today. Like I said, I got an interview with Tom Bennett. He's, uh, lives down near Zion Park. Um, I think, what the hell is the name of that town, uh, down in Utah where that is? Um, I don't know exactly what town he lives in, but this, I think it's Springville. No, it's Springville. Springdale is the town right there at Zion, I believe. It's a nice town, really good town. If you ever get a chance to go there, it's a cool place to be. Got the river running through it. You got Zion Park, got all these little brew pubs and nice restaurants and hotels and all that stuff. Anyway, um, we talk a little bit about that. And what's the cool thing about this interview, you know, this, uh, this of course, my show is called Southern Man Western Town because I'm from Georgia and I live in Utah. And I didn't even know that Tom is from Villarica, Georgia, and lives in Utah. It always ties together somehow, the show, whether somebody's from the South and moved west or somebody lives in, you know, you know, in the West and, or uh, lives in the South and used to be in the West or used to live somewhere out here. It it's always, it's always seems like it ties together, but this was a... We had a lot of parallels. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot older than Tom, I'm sure. I didn't ask him, but I can kind of tell. But uh, Villarica, where he's from, is about... Uh, say 20, I don't know, 20, 30 miles west of where I'm from, or south of where I'm from, I guess. I'm from the northwest part of Georgia. He's from kind of west of Atlanta. I'm from, like, northwest Atlanta. But I've been to the town he's from. It's kind of out there where the country singer uh, Travis Tritt lives, and he lives in a town called Hiram, which is right near there. It's very cool. I had no idea that he was even from Georgia at all, Tom. So we talk a little bit about that. We had a lot of parallels, a lot of the, you know, talk about growing up playing in the Baptist church and how you have a certain kind of country music. He's the first person I've ever been able to talk about that with. You know, you have a different kind of southern rock country music in Georgia. It's just, it's different. It's got that uh, little Richard and uh, Otis Redding kind of thing mixed in mixed in with the, with the, uh, you know the traditional country stuff so we talked a little bit about that but anyway uh, I certainly appreciate Tom calling into the show and definitely check out his music I, yeah, I would, I've been listening on YouTube you can go over to YouTube Tom Bennett make sure you spell Bennett with two N's and two T's B-E-N-N-E-T-T so uh, and you can usually just Google Tom Tom Bennett one man band and you'll find his videos on YouTube and his Instagram stuff and Facebook and and he, he's, like I said, he's, he, in the interview, he talked about a, some uh, leather work. He's big in the biker community, so the leather stuff. 
that he does. He's gonna, he'll, he talks a little bit about, you can find more about that out on his Facebook page. Anyway, coming up next is my interview. So uh, many years ago, I was doing a lot of hitchhiking when I first came out west. I lived in Wyoming and in Utah, and I started hitchhiking. I put in about 8,000 miles on the road, and uh, I was in Los Angeles, and I woke up one night next to a uh, library. I was all the way inside my sleeping bag, first good night's sleep I'd had in a couple weeks, and I hear this, uh, this like <laughs> kind of sound. It was odd, you know? And I reached up and I undid my sleeping bag just to eye level and I look out and uh, there was a, uh, a coyote like really close to my face. And I jumped up and started waving my sleeping bag and this thing took off. But I noticed there were a lot more coming down out of the hills behind it. And so I started running and uh, was able to get out of there and get out of town the next day. So this is a song uh, about just wanting to get off the road. It's called Show Me the Exit Sign. Ticket and I, I'm gonna take that ride. 
Tom Bennett, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. And you got your you got your whole band calling in because because you're the one man band. <laughs> the whole band's here. That's right. That's it. <laughs> Where are you calling yeah, me from? We do actually. I got a full band show coming up though. Oh, you do? Where? When is that? Yep. Uh, so I run the Colorado City Music Festival, and uh, every year I I put together my full band to play that. It's on April 24th. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get involved in that. I actually tried to play in it maybe a year ago. I don't know if I was too late or I don't I don't remember what happened, but um so you founded that whole festival, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's me and uh two partners that grew up in that community out there that run it. Is it uh is it pretty pretty successful then at this point, I guess, that you keep you keep doing it, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're on year five. Um it's going good. We did one last September during COVID, and the attendance was about half what it normally was uh, before COVID. So we're hoping this one, you know, with the mask mandate being lifted and people ready to get outside, it might be a little bit more successful. But we've had some big ones in the past. Is it, a, is it one day, two day, or I can't remember? Just one day. Okay. Just one day. Yep. And uh, a lot of musicians come out of St. George and Arizona and stuff then? Everywhere, really. So... Kind of the way it works is uh, 
you know, I'm on the road a lot, and uh, I just uh, usually round up my favorite acts that I've heard each year and good friends that I don't get to see too often that all play music. You know, a lot of people out of New Mexico, and I got a friend out of Sweden that comes out and plays. Just oh, that's cool. People that I that I've met over the last eight years of doing this, and it's a good chance for us to all get together and see each other again and play some music. Very cool, and that's April twenty fourth, which is a Saturday, and that's uh, what time does it start? Starts at eleven a.m. and goes to about midnight. And can you? Where can everybody get tickets for that? There's a website at ColoradoCityMusicFestival.com, dot com, and then there's also a link on the Facebook event under the same name. Okay, that's very cool. All right, um, yeah. yeah, I used to live down in St. George. I'm I'm way up in North Ogden now, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll get down there or not. You never know, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you spend most of your time down in there? Do you still live down in South? Or I, yeah, I live. I live in the St. George area, but I uh, I play most of my shows nowadays up in Idaho and Northern Arizona. Okay. Yeah, I do a little. I used to do a little little Idaho stuff too. It's pretty always pretty good reception up there. <clears throat> I think so. I like it a lot. I mean, it's a long way from Southern Utah. But they usually make it worth it. Yeah, you guess you, you should. Uh, you don't ever play up in my area. I'm up in North Ogden area. No, I do. Um, I play at the Lighthouse pretty frequently. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've did that once, I think. And then there's mm-hmm. there's a couple places up here you could do the do the one man band thing. Yeah, I've uh, I've done a lot of the different venues in Ogden over all the, all the years, but kind of the one that seems I've settled into most is the Lighthouse. Just. Uh, I don't know, I like the way they run everything there, and the room is awesome, sound quality is really good, just, I don't know, it's right there on 25th Street, so you get all the walk-up traffic, you know? Yeah, I'm probably about to head down there in a sec. <laughs> yeah, I'm from a, nice. I'm, from, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so, but I moved here about 15 years ago, and... I, oh, you know, I, that's where I'm from, too. Oh, you're from Georgia? Yeah, I grew up 30 minutes west of Atlanta. Oh, that's pretty much me, too, I grew up in Marietta. Yeah, I'm from Villarica. Oh, okay. I know exactly where that is. <laughs> kind of out there. Yeah. Have you have you been back there recently? Uh, I was there around Thanksgiving. Was the last time. Okay. Yeah, because it's really growing out there. Villarica, Douglasville, and all that. Everybody, Dallas, all those areas are packed now. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up on a a little ninety acre farm, and our our little street hasn't changed much other than they paved it. When I was a kid, it wasn't paved. <laughs> yeah. It was just a dirt road. Didn't even have gravel. But uh, yeah, my family's been out there for a long, long, long time. Yeah, mine has too. We, uh, I still got a brother and dad there in Cartersville area there. But uh, uh-huh. but I grew up in Marietta, Smyrna, a little closer to the city. Not too many farms over where I'm at. <laughs> but, yeah, but, that's but anyway, pretty, pretty I, random. I didn't know you were from out there. Yeah, I've been here about 15 years now, but I lived down in uh, lived down in St. George area for three years. It's a place called Central. I don't know if you know where that is. Okay. Kind of way up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Out by Vail and all that. Yeah, I had a little cabin there yeah. for a couple of years, and but I, oh, that's nice. But I play, uh, yeah, I play smooth jazz, which wasn't a problem in Atlanta area. But I can't seem to. Mm-hmm. I don't get any gigs <laughs> much in Ogden now because of that. But hmm. um, there's a place down here in St. George that I've heard about that only does uh, jazz acts. Oh, I'm trying to remember what they're called. I'll think of it and let you know later. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, I remember. I remember. It's called Chef Hogs. It's like a, it sounds like it'd be a barbecue joint, but it's actually like a fine dining place. Oh, okay. And they focus, they focus mostly on jazz. Might have to check that out. 
Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about the one man band thing that you got that you started out. Did that just come out of? Did you always enjoy that, or did that just come out of just doing wanting to do some solo gigs with a little more going it on? It was just a just a thing of necessity. I uh, I sang and occasionally played harmonica in bands for a lot of years, and uh, that was all I knew how to do was sing and play harmonica. I never was a guitar player or nothing like that, and uh, kept having you know, relative success in Salt Lake. It's where I was living back then. But bands kept falling apart, you know, and I finally got to the point when I was about 32 that I was just like, man, I got to figure out how to do it more self-sufficiently. <laughs> yeah. So I bought I bought a resonator guitar and started writing songs, started playing on street corners, and uh, eventually evolved into a one-man band show. And, uh a really, really great uh, musician who's since moved to Memphis, a man named Tony Holiday. Oh, yeah, he's been on heard the show. Me. Yeah, he took me on the road and taught me how to tour and been doing it ever since. Yeah, he's been on. He was on the show maybe 30 episodes ago or so. <laughs> so nice. I know, yeah, I, he's, a, he's a good friend. Yeah, I, knew, I was uh, I was playing like a lot of blues stuff when I first moved here, and he was kind of just getting going. Now he's well past me as far as <laughs> his gigging goes. Oh, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's out in Memphis and doing real good, and he even got considered for a Grammy this year. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been keeping track of him. I'm a, I've been telling him to move. I've ever since I moved here, I told him I've been telling him to move to Mississippi or or Tennessee, not because of it. You know, Utah's Utah's cool, but not a big blues blues place. You know, <laughs> not known for right. it anyway. A lot of people play it here, but not not a lot of people know about it here. So that's um, true. Very what's true. Uh, but yeah, that's how I got started with it. What's some of your, uh, what's some of your influences with music? Is just kind of all over? Or? Well, it's kind of evolved a lot. You know, all right. So you're from the same area I am, right? And you know how down there you like so country in that area is a little different than country in other areas. Yeah. Because Georgia's got the influence of soul, blues. You know, we still got a lot of people up there listening to '60s rock and roll. You know, right. Right. So growing up, I had influences of all that stuff. I grew up mostly listening to soul music. You know, all the greats from Georgia, like Otis Redding and James Brown and all that stuff. So when I first started, my my music leaned more towards soul, even though it was acoustic music. And then, uh, yeah, I've always been a harmonica player. I'm, I'm, uh, it's not called an endorsement. It's a preferred player with Lee Oscar harmonicas. Okay. Playing since I was nine. And so it's always been harmonica heavy. Um, and that definitely comes from the blues. You know, I've always been a blues fan. But the last few years, I got to where I was touring so heavily that singing in a soul style every night was kind of really wearing my voice out. So I decided to get back into my roots a little bit and uh, just sing more in my natural voice. And uh, now it kind of has like a country soul blues. They're kind of all mixed together in my music. Yeah, I always told people that, the country in Georgia is different. They didn't really, I don't, didn't really know how to, they didn't really know what I was talking about, but I always, right. I always told them it kind of came more from the, almost from the Baptist churches more than the bars, <laughs> but kind of, yeah, kind of very, both. very true. And, uh, I was always in the That salmon. was my first singing experience yeah. in the Baptist church. Yeah. Me too. Uh, playing wise it was. And, uh, definitely Southern rock too. Different. I always kind of, oh, yeah. I always kind of, I didn't, I won't, I don't know what word to use. I don't want to say scoffed, but I'd, a lot of times when I'd come out here, people said they played Southern rock and they never even, 
bend to the south. And I was like, I don't know. Right. I don't know if you're really playing southern rock or not. It sounds kind of close, but uh, there's a whole. Sure. It's a. It's you kind of have to grow up with it uh, in that area yeah. to get it in your. I think so too. It's cultural um, experience for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I got. I've, ha- I've had some pretty heated arguments about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, because I, uh, you know, when I, I, knew, I noticed how when I first moved out here, too, I was playing a lot of uh, places in Park City and stuff, and people, ke- I noticed the same guys kept coming, a lot of the same people kept coming to my shows, this is way back, 2005 or something, but uh, they were saying, we just come to see you, hear you play those Almond Brothers licks, and I'd never learned mm-hmm. one, I'd never learned one in my entire life, not one single lick from Almond Brothers song, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I knew it, pick, it just grew being surrounded by it. Yeah, yeah. So what do you uh what do you got going on now besides the uh festival on the twenty fourth? Um, just a bunch of shows. Um I've been since COVID hit, I've been doing a lot of motorcycle club parties, um, since you know, some of my normal because I used to play Salt Lake a lot, but Salt Lake got kinda tricky for a while, you know, because it's just got a different uh more big city reaction to COVID, you know, they had to, they had to respond differently than some of the smaller towns, you know, which makes sense. Um, so I used to play a lot of places in Salt Lake regularly, but since COVID I've been doing a bunch of, uh, parties for the Hells Angels motorcycle club, uh, both in Nevada and in California. And then, uh, I've been going way up into Idaho, doing a lot of shows around twin falls, Idaho falls and all the surrounding kind of country areas. And just building the festival, getting that going, you know. And then uh, I kind of had to get creative when COVID hit and think about new ways to make money. So I started a, a leatherworking company called Outlaw Shit Leatherworks, and I make uh, custom gun holsters and other leather crafted items. Oh, cool. And you got your own website for that, too? I don't have a website, just an Instagram page. And sometimes I'll post on my personal Facebook about it. I haven't been posting a whole lot about it or really actively promoting it just because it's uh, even getting the orders I get, it's kept me busy enough that I haven't had time to take on any new customers. But I'm hoping soon to uh, really get that company promoted and get it off the ground because it's, it's been really building steam pretty quickly. It's just very, uh, how do you put it, like uh, time sensitive. It takes, yeah, yeah. takes a long time to make a custom gun holster and my mine are guaranteed for life, so I I really spend time with each one and usually carry them around a couple of days and try to actually try to break them yeah, <laughs> and see yeah, if yeah. I can, you know, and just whatever. But that's been a lot of fun, and I got a couple holsters I got to make today. Sounds like you uh, you're kind of involved in the biker kind of community there. You you ride too, I guess. Then I do. Yeah, I I ride a lot here in Southern Utah, and. Uh, um, I rode this year um, as a guest of the Hells Angels up to Sturgis and uh, stayed with them for about four or five days just riding around having fun. But, uh, yeah, I ride a lot. That's why part of why I live in southern Utah is just, you know, like to hike and the little bit of spare time I get, like to camp. You know, out here you can go shoot your gun right outside of town and nobody, yeah. nobody's bothered <laughs> by that. Yeah, You know, you can, like two days ago, me and my friends just – we rode from bar to bar on our bikes just from like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Just, you know, go out here, have one beer and eat some wings, you know, out at Zion National Park, turn around, ride back into town, go hit the brewery, you know, just 
have fun. Yeah, if you keep it at one beer here and there, you can you can skate by pretty good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what yeah, about I try a, not to uh, try not to play around with the with well, the irresponsible behavior. I got a two year old daughter. I want to be around for. Yeah, I mean, I'm a. I'm a truck driver now. I kind of retired from music because I, I can't do that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. what about um? What was I gonna? What brought you to Utah in the first place? Um. So you know how you were saying earlier, Baptist Church. Hey, hold on a second, grab my daughter. Hey, baby, will you please go back to where we were. This is not necessarily a good place to be. Yeah. Um. I uh, I was uh, studying religions a bunch as a teenager. And I uh, ended up joining the Mormon Church when I was 17 and serving a mission in Utah and Wyoming. Okay. And uh, I ended up moving on and studying other religions. And But I, I love the West, you know, grew up watching cowboy movies and everything. And eventually, uh, when it was time to kind of make my own life, I packed all my stuff and moved out to Wyoming for a little while. And then I lived in Ogden and I got to Salt Lake around the time I turned 21 and just loved it. So I've always been out here. I mean, over over half my life now, I've been out here in the West. Yeah, that's, that's me too. I came when I was like 31, but same kind of deal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always, I went back to Georgia for like three years and I didn't really, I just couldn't, couldn't get back into the, <laughs> into it. <laughs> it's hard after being out West yeah. for so many reasons. I love Georgia, you know, and I love the farm I grew up on and if I could stay right there on the farm, I probably wouldn't mind too much. But we're there in Savannah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, like there's, there's something special about the West, and I just love it. Like even right here, standing in my backyard right now, I can see uh, some of the dirt roads that you can take to get into Zion. I live 20 minutes from the Zion National Park. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I live right in front of the the range here in Ogden. I'm like on the far east. Ben, or yeah, East Bench, I guess. It's right outside. Yeah, the that's window. a pretty area too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said North Ogden, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like Harrisville mm-hmm. kind of area there. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's nice up there. Well, um yeah, I was I was watching a lot of your videos on uh YouTube and stuff. Um pretty cool stuff. What was your what's your latest release that you have? Um not I necessarily really on put YouTube, out but... I haven't put out an album in a while. Um my last my last album I put out was my full length album. Uh, it's a it's a live in Colorado album, and then I put out a few a few music videos here and there. Um, by far the most popular one is uh, "Show Me the Exit Sign." That's probably been almost three years. I have another album called "You Make Me Want to Howl" that's recorded, but um, I haven't released it yet. I I don't know quite when I'm going to do that. It's still in post production. It's been a big process it's been a long process but i actually just moved into a recording studio and uh and working on putting together some more full band stuff the full band is called tom bennett and the living proof okay uh, tony holiday actually named the band and uh yeah i've got some really solid players i've got a guy named jake shepherd he's a guitar teacher down here in southern utah oh yeah yeah i knew uh, i knew jake when he was i knew jake when he was 17 (laughs) oh yeah so he's i'm living with him now so he's playing lead guitar and then i've got uh connor houchin on bass he's super solid they all come from a funk background and then uh so they had some really cool licks to my stuff and then uh dan fox on drums and uh myself on resonator harmonica and vocals and uh rooster on the fiddle Okay. Yeah, I think I know him too. But uh Yeah, he's out of Wyoming. 
Yeah, I haven't seen old haven't seen old Jake since he was like seventeen, eighteen years. He was good then though. Oh, he's he's way good now. It's all he does. Yeah. I mean he's he's in the living room right now. He's got students from now until like seven o'clock and he plays in four bands and yeah. That's the, that part of the that part of Utah was always weird to me when I moved here as everybody's in four bands. I uh, uh it, it wasn't that way in Georgia. <laughs> you were pretty much just in one band, you know. Well, I also too, I think in Georgia like you know, Atlanta's such a big city that musicians can probably make a pretty good living if they're if they're really talented. Where like Salt Lake you kind of can, but like out here in St. George, dude, we only have like three or four places that occasionally have music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Still there? Yep. I'm oh, here. Okay. Well, I'm um, speaking on guitars and stuff. What, what's your uh, what's the main guitar that you play? I got a lot of guitar nerds to listen to this thing. Yeah. So it's funny. I've I've bought a couple different guitars over the years, and most of them I've hardly touched them at all. Um, my main guitar that I that I use at all my shows and just the kind of my my go to uh, is a Fender Resonator that I named Mabel and I got her, uh, April 7th of 2013. That was my very first guitar. Uh, bought that one and just started playing shows with that one. And that's just been the one I've stuck with. She's tough, you know, sounds good with the slide and never goes out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> just a beast of a big old heavy guitar. I got a bluegrass, a Fishman bluegrass microphone in there to give her a real good, good tone. Seems like I was reading. Uh, I think I did. I think I read this right. You, weren't you? Didn't you go on the Voice or Triumph for the Voice or one of those things? America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Got yeah, talent. yeah. I tried out for America's Got Talent. It, it didn't. It didn't go very far. <laughs> what a that's a that's a tough process to get on there. You know. Yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool experience, and my audition tape actually did really well. Like with with fans, you know. Um, and I definitely booked a lot of shows off of it, and people did hear about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I always wanted to do something like that just because I know it's a great opportunity to get your music out there. And uh, somebody called me and said, "Dude, uh, America's Got Talent's auditioning in Vegas on a Wednesday, and I'm gone Thursday through Sunday every week playing gigs. So I had no reason not to. Hey, don't play with that. Come on now, you need to go back up." <laughs> She's just her first time coming to my new house, and there's like a fire pit and <laughs> all kinds of stuff she's trying to play in. Uh, yeah, so I went out there and, you know, took an opportunity, and it was a cool experience. Got to meet a lot of neat people and shot you know, just shot a little cell phone video of my audition, and people liked it a lot, and it definitely helped me book some gigs. I'd probably try again. My buddy Jordan Young, he's doing really good on America's Got Talent right now. Or on The Voice, yeah. I was about to ask you if you knew him. Or The Voice, yeah. He's Voice, one of the, he's yeah. one of the ones I kind of got off on the wrong foot with when I first moved here, but I think he's probably okay now. He was still living here when I oh, moved yeah. here, and he, uh, I told him I didn't mean this in any bad way. I just said because he plays, you know, he plays a lot of lead guitars. Like you should probably just sing and get a and get a guitar player and i think he just took it the wrong way i was trying to tell him because it seemed like oh, he yeah. was seemed like he was having trouble back then doing both but i don't think he has that problem now but yeah of course no, on, on the show he's just singing so maybe i was right i don't know <laughs> yeah he's he's pretty pretty good on all, all that stuff he uh so my first tour well actually not really my first tour the second tour i did because i went on one uh, like a little week one before my first tour just to see what it was like. Um, uh, but my first real tour was, um, 
so I met Tony, and he, he, Jordan Young, and myself went from uh, Utah all the way to Savannah, Georgia, and back in like I was like a month or six weeks or something yeah. like that. So that was my very first tour. It was awesome. Well, when I met, learned a lot from both of them. When I met Jordan, he was really young and he was still living here. He wasn't in Texas yet. And I'd met him, but he come up to me and goes, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And I was like, "What the hell are you?" accent is that i said that ain't I'm, I'm from the south and there's like seven southern accents and that ain't that ain't one of them no oh his, his whole family is uh they're all uh dude they're all from the veo area yeah i didn't know i, I mean I, I, it sounded like he was trying to imitate a southern accent he probably has a real one oh, now he's been in texas so long yeah maybe so i think just you know how in southern utah they got a little bit of like a to me it almost sounds like an oklahoma accent like i don't know if you met any uh so I know a bunch of people that are they're called crickers. You know, they're the people that grew up in Colorado City that grew up in the FLDS. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. you talk to them, you talk to them. It's like, whoa, what's that accent? And I think <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, I've been everywhere on these travels. I'm like, I know I've heard it before. And I'm like, oh, they sound like they're from Oklahoma and like North Texas Panhandle. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I guess the isolation. That might but have a been. Lot of these that might have been what I picked up on. That, that might have been what I picked up on with him. I was like, I don't know what Southern accent that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I kind of kept you a while now. What, give, go ahead and give everybody their links for your links where they can all find your stuff. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just got your basic social media stuff. Um, you can find me on Facebook by searching Tom Bennett One Man Band. Um, same thing. I'm on Instagram under that. And then uh, YouTube, you know, I just tell people, get on Google. If you search Tom Bennett One Man Band or Tom Bennett Country Music, it's going to pull up a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I always keep my current uh, current tour poster has my uh, cover photo on my Facebook page, so you can see where I'm playing. I've got shows coming up in uh, Utah, northern Arizona, all over um, Idaho. And, of course, that big one we're promoting is... Uh, on the April twenty fourth, the Colorado City Music Festival. Okay, that's cool. And and, and Bennett's just is two T's at the end, right? Two N's and two T's. Two All right, man. Well, hell, I appreciate you taking your time out. I know you're a busy guy, and I tell Jake I said, hey, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track of you. I want to see you come through through here. I'll, I'm gonna come by and, and see you. Yeah, I think I got one more scheduled up there at the lighthouse. I don't remember exactly when, but like I said, I. I try to keep the tour poster pretty up to date, but yeah, it'd be cool to cool to sit down with you and maybe hang out up there at the lighthouse. Yeah, that's one of the places I usually go have a beer at, so that'd be good. Cool. All right, man. Well, well thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. I appreciate you being here, and I'll uh, I'll shoot you a Spotify link once I get it all together, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Right, you have a good one. You too. Welcome to the world of black. Featuring the doo sounds of day glow morning, brave lover, black doo records, on Facebook, Twitter, family at the Big Cartel, and blackdoobarecords.co, expect the dark. 
I'm Agent Morris with the NSA, and this is Special Agent Kirkpatrick. Now, we know you've all been through quite an ordeal, so we appreciate you making the trip to Washington on such short notice. Yes, you three experienced the first verified case of alien abduction, so naturally you are of great interest to the United States government. It's nuts, man. I mean, we're just small-town buds who saw a UFO in the woods. I mean, now we're hanging out with the government. Okay. Now, after the blue light pulled you into the spacecraft, what is your next memory? Uh, I came to and saw a beautiful being made of, like, a beautiful, calming light. Yeah, same here. That being touched my head, I felt every emotion in its purest form. It was amazing, and I cried, sir. Hey, and you, Miss Rafferty? Wow. What floor were you guys on? I woke up in a dirty metal dome and uh, 40 little gray aliens watched me pee in a steel bowl. When they took the bowl, walked out. Interesting. Were these beings also bathed in light? Uh, no, no. They were uh, gray with big fat eyes, little mouths. They just uh, stared while I peed. I don't think I was dealing with the top brass. They instruct you to urinate. Was that telepathically? Uh, no, no. I uh, I woke up. I had to pee like a camel. So uh, I started peeing, and uh, one of the gray aliens slapped the wall and pointed at the bowl. So I got the hint. I kind of ducked, walked over the bowl, peed. In. Yes, I I see. Now, when you all awoke, were you clothed? Um, I was wrapped in like a robe made out of warm, glowing energy. <laughs> Yeah, like a blanket made out of pure love. Yeah, a little different for me. Um, I, uh, I had my shirt I came in with, but my pants were gone. So uh, my coot coot was out. I was full porky pig in it and a drafty dome. Now, did you all stay on the same ship the entire time? Or... Well, you know, my body did. But my consciousness was shown what lies beyond time and space. It was so beautiful. I'm sorry, I'm just crying about, just thinking about it a little bit. Do you need a tissue? What, no, sorry, I just, I'll use my shirt. Um, the alien showed my mind the furnace of all creation, what we would call God. What? <laughs> These fancy cats are seeing God. Meanwhile, I'm starting phase two, which is me sitting on a stool while 40 gray aliens take turns gently batting my knockers. Did y'all get the knocker stuff? Uh, no, no knocker stuff, sorry. And did you feel threatened, Miss Rafferty? No, 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 no. They were, uh, they were real respectful about it. They were, they were in a line. And then uh, one by one, they'd step up, slap a knocker, and then go to the end of the line, wait for another turn. It didn't hurt. It was like, I'm sorry, pardon me, Sharon. It's kind of like that. No harm, no foul. And it hurts. It hurts. Um, perhaps they were collecting biological data? No. No, that felt super off the books. I swear to God, there was one gray alien by a door, just kind of... <laughs> I think he was the lookout. Look, it wasn't my worst Wednesday night. 
And how did the aliens return you all to Earth? Oh, I was carried down <laughs> gently. He's crying. I was carried down gently in a cradle of light placed into a soft bed of wallflowers. Yeah, yeah. The light uh, laid me down like a baby in a meadow near my house. I was smiling and weeping, tears of joy, sir. All right, well, now this missed me a little bit. Because <laughs> uh, my grand exit was out of what was basically like a big airplane toilet, okay? I, uh, shoot, I dropped down seven feet on the roof of a Long John Silver's. They threw out my pants separately. They missed the roof. My slacks landed in a frickin' pine tree 30 feet away. So I had to just chill up there with my damn coot coot and prune shoe till the place opened up. You got screwed. Oh, you think, Todd? <laughs> well, we'd like to take you guys for physical examinations now. Yeah, all right. They're going to be in a knock or stuff? <laughs> um, possibly. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. Just be gentle, because they're pretty banged up. <laughs> Tell me about God. What's God's deal? <laughs> Again, thanks to Tom Bennett for calling in. Um, and yeah, if you get a chance, go check him out. Go check his whole band out. Featuring uh, Jake Shepard on the guitar. And down in uh, Colorado City Music Festival, April 24th. But you can catch Tom on his, uh, his one-man band. Like he said, all over northern, uh, all over northern Utah and Idaho and places like that. So... Check it out. Check him out on YouTube and all that. If you want to find my music, just go to Spotify and punch in J.S. Lawrence. That's where all my, most of my jazz and smooth jazz and whatnot is. Uh, I don't even know. Some of my stuff, I don't even know what you'd call it. I guess you'd call it world music, maybe. Um, then I've still got some stuff under Jeff Lawrence as well. Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. You can find me on Twitter at JeffSLawrence1. You can find me on Instagram at JLawMusicMan. You can find me on Facebook at JeffSLawrence. Please go over to the Facebook page for the show, uh, Southern Man Western Town Podcast on Facebook. YouTube, JeffLawrenceLessons.com. Please uh, like, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to the podcast at, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Anchor, where I record it at, whether it's on Apple or whatever, wherever you listen to it at. It's, uh, it really helps if you like and subscribe and, and rate, all that stuff. If you can support the podcast at all, please do. You can go over to anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence. To, and uh, so it's, yeah, there's a place where you can donate. Very, It doesn't take much, a dollar, two dollars a month, anything. Anything helps me bring this to you. You can also go over to venmo.com slash jeff-lawrence-48. Um, four, last four numbers of the phone number, sometimes they ask you. Um, 
1353 would be those four numbers if you want to make a one-time donation. You can also hit me up if you want to do Zoom guitar lessons on lawrencejeff1968 at gmail.com. And you can also order my book through there, my guitar instruction manual. And you can also order physical copies of my CD. And, of course, my website is thejslawrence.com. As far as upcoming shows for myself, I do not have anything until May 29th. I've got some stuff in the works. Keep you posted on that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, May 29th is the next show I have. Then I don't have anything after that until April 20... I mean, sorry, August 24th, which is in Park City. And then I have... September 1st, I want to say, in Park City. But I'll have some more stuff, and I'm also just going to start playing bass with Gary Drano and the Manic Emotions, which is, uh, we actually start our first practice two Saturdays from now, so we'll, we'll see where we're going to, I'm not sure where we're going to be playing and when we're going to be playing and all that, the COVID, kind of, COVID thing kind of, kind of got us uh, backed up, but that'll be our first practice, but it shouldn't take long to get everything uh, worked out as far as all that goes. As far as uh, I do want to mention on the pro wrestling front, you know, on this, you know, on this show we talk about pro wrestling sometimes because I used to be in the business. Um, Rekka Tahaka from uh, right here in Utah, uh, I don't know where I think probably West Valley or something, made her uh, debut appearance on AEW as a house show, and, and wrestling a house show is not televised, but still a big deal. AEW is the new big company out there, so I think that was down in Florida. So congrats to her. Um, and as far as anything else goes, don't feel like getting into any politics today. You know, and I wanted to say something. We, uh, earlier we kind of referenced this. You know, I've had, when I moved to Utah, I had a, I've had beefs with people in the music, uh, local scene here, whether it be in St. George, whether it be in everywhere. I've had a beef here and there, and it, you know, it's, I take full responsibility. It's my fault, but a lot of it is not. It was never meant to be that way. It was um, taken the wrong way. You know how sometimes you'll text somebody something and they take it wrong because there's no uh, punctuation on it, or there's no you know they don't know the tone of your voice when you're saying it, and that it kind of gets misconstrued. That's kind of the same way it was with me. Um, sometimes I would say something. And it was, it's my own social inept ineptness, is that a word, um, that does it. But I, I'll say something sometimes, and it doesn't, it comes off like I'm being a dig. But I don't really mean, in my mind, I'm not. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't think I choose the, the right phrasing. And a lot of it's just because of where I'm from. Um, I grew up with people that we talked to each other that way. We were kind of straightforward about things. Um like if I, you know, I, I grew up playing the bass at the beginning, and I, you know, if I was in a band, and I played the bass, and I hit a couple of wrong notes, you know, it wasn't unlikely that somebody in the band would say, "Hey, you dickhead, you hit the wrong fucking note. Why don't you get your shit together?" And you know, I didn't, I didn't take any offense to that. I, just, I knew what they were talking about. They weren't mad. They weren't being serious. And I'll say shit like that around here, and they're just like, they don't know the people never talk to me the rest of their lives. And it's uh, so I got to kind of, you know, kind of brush up on that that with that um anyway enough about that but anyway thanks again for uh everybody listening to the show all over europe and and places like that canada and uh you know everybody here in america and 
Thanks to Tom Bennett again for coming on the show, and I will catch you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, I guess. Well, it won't be because I'll actually I'll be on time next week. Usually I drop these things on Saturdays or Sundays. This, of course, is dropping today, which is uh, what is today, April 12th, um, a Monday. So, all right, talk to you guys next week. I'm going to play something here. I don't know what, but I'm going to play it. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.